Thanks for listening to the Provoke and Inspire podcast. If our message has encouraged you, would you help us spread the word? There are three simple ways you can help. One, subscribe on iTunes or SoundCloud, and you'll always be the first to know when we've released a fresh episode. Two, rate the Provoke and Inspire podcast on iTunes. And three, share the episodes that speak the most to you on Facebook, Twitter, or wherever your voice is heard. We're honored to have you as part of our global community. I grew up in a broken home and was raised on violent movies and pornography. I spent hours online and looked at pop stars and celebrities guide I want something to believe in, but I reject any absolute truth. I want real relationships, but devote hours living in virtual reality. I fight for equality, yet believe in a worldview that reduces me to nothing. I am continually lied to, which leaves me empty and spiritually vacant. You have the truth. truth. So why are you silent? Welcome to the Provoke and Inspire podcast. We are on the last a topic for the current series that we are on, which is Why Am I Silent? Uh, unfortunately, Luke is not with us. Uh, the, Boo. The whole... he, he's not, he didn't die, did he? No, no, that, we have, we've used that joke before. He's, he's uh, alive and well. Uh, we're actually just, David actually is, is fully jet-lagged. He's, he's in my basement, so we're having one of those rare occasions where, where more than two of us are together, and uh, which should be good. But uh, Luke is not here because they just finished a, a crazy weekend with uh, Steiger and so did I. So why am I here then? I don't know. Because he, he should wow. be here if I'm here. Yeah. I was there. Commitment. I don't know. So, that's a lame excuse. We'll make fun of him like we made fun of Chad last week <laughs> yeah. without him knowing for being nice. on vacation. <laughs> that's yeah. So, that's that's how you make sure that we go back and listen to the weeks we weren't uh-huh. there. Uh-huh. Exactly. We want to create this sense of insecurity. Like right. if I miss, I'm going to pay for it. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so anyway, Luke's not he- not here. He's recovering or at some sort of spa resort, probably. Uh, but but we will persevere nonetheless. And that is actually quite a fitting transition because the last topic that we are looking at is that uh, the reason for the silence of many artists is is actually that they gave up. Uh, it's it's kind of an interesting topic because I think you the the cliche often that you hear is, is wow, that band started with a mission. Um, you know, they wanted to do things. They wanted to tell people about Jesus, you know, and then what happened? That kind of becomes the common sad story is that they, they gave up over time. Uh, and, and so we want to look at the various reasons that that might be. And, and we've all done ministry for various lengths of time. David, obviously for, for longer than, than you and I, Chad, but even yeah. we've done this for a little while now. And so I mm-hmm. think we can all, maybe contribute to to some of the, the things that will help you persevere uh, in the calling to be bold for Jesus through your art. So, David, if you want to kick us off. Yeah, well, I, I can remember when I was I was in Amsterdam, and, uh, and it's a long story, but I just really felt clear as anything that, that I needed to start this band. And so we put our band together, and it was like our first show that we were doing, and uh, there was a, it was... Uh, there was a lot of Christians in the in the audience uh, for this concert. It was not normal for us, but but it was our first show, and we had like you know our our three songs. So we were really excited, and we got up and we played, and it was amazing. You just felt this just real energy, and it was mm. I just. But then all of a sudden, 
a guy in, that was in the like in the front because uh, it was he was like sitting in a chair and he started like shaking back and forth and he started making these gurgly sounds kind of like like gurgly uh, yeah or glut he was like <laughs> like that kind of and then he just <laughs> kept, and he that? kept he kept doing it louder and louder and then they he like he's in his chair and he was like he was like you know stuck in his chair and he like fell over and he's like <laughs> like that we're while we're playing and then these people carried him out and then so there's like this big controversy did our band put a, a demon in him or did our band cause the demon to come out of him? Classic. And so there was like this huge controversy. <laughs> it was like our first show, like with the with the Christians, like this band puts demons in people, and then the others, you know, a smaller group would say, "No, this smaller band group. takes the demons out of them." And so it was like we were called to do it, and so it was like this clear test. And yeah. so anyway, that was that's that was kind of one of my first tests. <laughs> I'm not sure I really understand See, the I mean, point. I, that could be happening right now as we speak, even. <laughs> All right. So your point is, my point is that when you are called, no matter if it's to be a band or whatever it is, often uh, because it is a spiritual thing, because you're you're impacting. You're, the impact you can have, the devil wants to kill it before it even starts. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, you know, and so he'll use things, crazy stuff like that. He'll, he'll, he'll try to discourage you. I mean, around that same period, we were doing a show in Germany, and I'm walking down the street, and I'm hearing people talk about our show, and they're going, man, that band, No Longer Music, is really great, except the singer is so bad. You know, the singer really sucks. If they didn't have him, <laughs> they could really go somewhere. <laughs> and so it was like... Wow, this is really encouraging. And so I had to really know, <laughs> I really had to know that this was something that God was asking me to do. Uh, but there'll be a lot of different attacks in the beginning. I mean, saying all of that, there will be things to confirm that you're supposed to do yeah. this. You know, I mean, it's one thing, uh, sometimes people go, man, I've been trying to start this band and no one ever wants to pl- to play with me and no one ever wants me to play anywhere. And, and in that case, maybe it's because you're not supposed to start a band. You know, but but even if you are, even mm. if God is calling you to do this or whatever it is, you're going to be tested, and it's going to come at you in a lot of different ways. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think I think there's a lot of different ways that we could look at this. We had a, a topic earlier in this series that related to the whole idea of unity, and I think to kind of cross over with the point that we used in that specific topic was it has to start with a calling. Um. I think that's where it really begins and and that calling has to be you have to be very strong in that. I don't I don't think you can kind of sort of meander your way into I want to, you know, maybe we should preach a little bit or maybe this maybe we could use this in a missional way, you know, and you're kind of you like the idea, it's kind of an, a mental you know, academic idea, but it's not like counting the cost. This is what we're going to do. And have that affect everything about the way you set yourselves up, including who you recruit and, and your emphasis on prayer and all those types of things. So I'd agree that that it has to start with a calling. I mean, if it's not a calling, you're not going to last. I mean, surely, Chad, that's been your experience even in, in the road that you've been down is it really started with a calling. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there was a there was a very clear confirmation from friends, from from my wife, from family, um, 
that that were all saying the same thing, even though I didn't want them to. Uh, I had hoped that somebody amongst them would have actually been bright enough to say, Chad, this is a really horrible idea. <laughs> Maybe you don't want to go down this road, but they all were like, no, it must be God. So here we are, uh, you know, nine years later. But, but you know, to the point of giving up, I think um, uh, if if I'm really honest, the greatest struggle for me throughout the last nine years of, of Come and Live ministry has probably been periods, uh, and thankfully short-lived periods, uh, unsustained periods, but still periods where the temptation for despair or discouragement and a, and a land in those pits comes up, you know, and, and mm. it's just a uh, a day where, you know, you, you it's almost like the whether it's the devil, whether it's life, whether it's your own flesh or your own sin or, or whatever circumstances going on in life, it's it's almost like wool does come down over your over your face and especially over your eyes and you just can't see. You know, it's like, man, I, on those days uh, I've just been like I can't I can't see anything out ahead of me and and what keeps me going so so often is is um, dreaming with Jesus of what He might do you know like people right. He might touch and places and nations He might change and opportunities that He might open up and so uh, when I'm despairing or I'm discouraged uh, that those are the early signs of burnout and and I would say that oftentimes. There are also the places and spaces where I stop dreaming. And so I just, I've routinely gotten down on my knees and, and during those times and just said, you know, God, I, I feel miserable. I can't see anything. I just want to give up or something really hard happened. Mm. And I don't know if I can go any further. So help me. And, and he does and he has. And um, so, but I think, I think we would be foolish all the way through to assume that we won't face tension and resistance right. uh the the you know <laughs> the more all, i would almost argue and i i would want i'm kind of curious what you guys would think but it seems to me like the more fruit that is being produced the more likely tension and resistance are actually tightening on us would mm. you agree or has that been your guys's situation or experience yeah i mean we you know in no longer music you know, it's worth summarizing because I don't think everyone always listens to every podcast. But what we do Wait, is they we don't. Use... They, sh- they <laughs> yeah. should. What's wrong with you? <laughs> I know what's wrong with you. Uh, we, we talk on every single one of them. I know. I, I know. Just... Except for Luke, because he's <laughs> right. Yeah, 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 yeah. And except for me, that feet, that one time. feet rubbed right now, yeah. or or Chad was surfing. Oh, and Nigel, by the way, the silent clown says hi. That's Chad. that's cool. Hi, we, Nigel. Or so, we, or so we think. Yeah. It's hard to it's hard to discern his nonverbals, but anyway. So, you know, we always, in No Longer Music, we use art and theater and visual effects and music to present a very modern depiction of the, the crucifixion and resurrection of Jesus outside of the church. So just uh, like a this. really like a really light message kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah real light. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I always struggle to know what to do with that because it shouldn't be an intense message. It should be the most important message, but it is yeah. intense by many uh, Christian artist standards. Um, but what I always say inevitably is as we come up it seems that, you know, we typically tour over the summer months uh, in the Northern Hemisphere here. So, you know, May, June, July, August, something like that. And I always say that it's the season of broken down cars and, you know, <laughs> mystery illnesses and, and all these things. Because yep. 
It is not. It is predictably like every year. It's so easy to predict that as we come upon that season, the, the attacks begin. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. and we uh, people are. It's just it's just become routine, and you know you always catch yourself being a little surprised by it. Um, but again, I think when you when you are called to something, and when you've counted the cost, I, I think it also comes with the right perspective. And the right perspective yeah. is that this is a battle, you know. And and if you kind of enter into that lazily with without a clear conviction, then when things get hard, you're going to be like, "What is this?" You know, it's 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 similar to a you know. Maybe the difference between a dating relationship and a marriage. In a dating relationship, it's like, man, if it's hard, you still you can bail. But if you're if you have that covenant commitment, like I'm in, then you see hardship as 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 not a possible reason to bail, but something that you have to persevere because the calling requires it, mm. because the commitment requires it. And so, so much of this, I think, is about recognizing the battle uh, and then being able to to persevere through it. Well, I mean, Jesus said that very clearly in John sixteen thirty three. He said, "If you're my follower in this world, you will have yeah. trouble." He didn't yeah. say, he didn't say, maybe or sometimes. He said, "If you follow me, you will have trouble, but be courageous. I have overcome the world." And I think a lot of success in ministry comes by just not quitting. It's yeah. basically saying, I, yeah. I, you know, I don't, I'm just not going to quit. You know, like a friend of mine um, who is like one of the most powerful street evangelists I ever ever knew, Arthur Blessed, he said, God didn't ask me to succeed, he just asked me to obey and to huh. go. And mm. so I think part yeah. of it is, awesome. the, the success is in the obedience, it's in saying, I'm going to do this. Now, of course, I do think you need to have affirmations that you're supposed to be doing it, and God will give those to you. I mean, we, you know, after we just had our three songs, we were getting invited to play places. You know, yeah. we would see God's power come, and we would blow away uh, bands who were a million times better than we were. So there were those kinds of affirmations, but we went through some really, you know, testing times, and I think that's, that's I mean, you got to expect that. If Jesus was rejected, so would you be. I mean, I, I can remember after, one, you know, some shows and I mean, I mean, like we'd be doing a concert, and we'd finish a song or whatever, and no one would clap. They would just stare at us, you know, and they wouldn't leave either. And so it's like, okay, then. Yeah, but that so, that happened to us in Finland. Oh yeah, but I well, think that's yeah. just the Finnish people. Well, I would, yeah, well, it wasn't because <laughs> it was amazing. Like yeah, we'd, yeah. we'd play. Sorry to derail you here. No, that's but good. It's we'd good. play. You know, we'd pour in our hearts out. Yeah, yeah. And then they wouldn't say anything Nothing. or clap. No. But then afterwards, they'd be like. I loved your show very much. <laughs> yes, yeah, true. And you're like, well, you could have shown a little more emotion. I mean, you don't have to go Brazilian on us, but come on. <laughs> well, it's like, well, I can remember we were doing this concert one time, and the crowd... Don't go Brazilian lo- on us. We, we were doing this, this show one time, and the crowd loved it, man. They were just going, yes, this is the... And we were going, we really are connecting here. And then I found out that all the people in the audience were deaf. What? <laughs> Are you, oh, no way. That's not that true. No it's way. true. Yes, it's true because like this, it's totally true. It was in Germany, and this, and it was. It, it would have oh, like there was oh a school goodness. for deaf people, and I didn't know it, but the whole like. The, and so in the they're like really getting into it, man, and I'm going, our band is going to be successful, and then later. <laughs> the guy said, "Oh wow, they they really liked it, you know, and they're they're deaf." And I thought, <laughs> <laughs> so again, I don't know what that has to do with anything. Yeah, yeah. 
Well, anyway. it kind of it reminds me of a quote. I don't know who coined it, but it's success and failure are both on the same road. Success is just a little further down, and um, and I do. What does think that got that, to do with? What does that got to do with my? That was story? a good quote. Also. Well, yeah, because because well, come so, on, because Chad. sooner or later you're you're just going to keep at it. So it doesn't matter how many deaf audiences show up, cookies, you just keep Chad. going. I don't know. I thought it was great. I loved it. No, but, yeah, so, we, that was that, that was really special. Yeah, yeah. We, yeah. Everything I say, I love. It's weird. <laughs> I, I I think to kind of bring this back to the the focus, which is so why, you know, why are Christian artists maybe who start out with this calling do they end up not sticking it out? And so I guess what we're trying to say on some levels is you just don't you are not aware of the fight that you're entering, and so it's yeah. kind of like. If you just are like, oh, that sounds cool, you know, maybe exactly. you you go to a Parochian Inspire or you hear, you know, someone else. There's yep. a lot of other people that have, you know, great examples in teaching, whatever. And you're like, oh, okay, cool, yeah, sure, that sounds that sounds interesting. It's like you went to an informational on a war, yeah. So then yeah. you're just sort of like, I think I'll just check that out casually. Exactly. And then mm-hmm. when it gets hard, you're like, what is this? Yeah, well, it's yeah. kind of like What's people want to people want to dress up like they're in combat. You know, and say we're gonna go and we're gonna fight yeah, for the, Jesus. What is that with military? Like, still being sort of cool? Like, it's I don't know. I don't what? know. But but then it's like if oh, if people are actually shooting at us. Well, we don't want to do that. You know, and yeah. if you're gonna really make a difference, no matter what it is, it doesn't have to do. Doesn't have to just be with with art in any in any arena. You are going. You are entering a battle, and that's why you have to to recognize that. And that's why, like we keep talking about in these podcasts, the, it's critical that you have that intimacy with God. That you make yeah. that. That's got to be just built into the DNA of you, of yourself and your band. I mean, if you're going to enter into this kind of uh, arena, you know, if you're going to enter into the music scene and really talk about Jesus, you are you are really entering into a a, a battle. Mm-hmm. And uh, so they, you got to have that spiritual foundation, and I think that a reason that a lot of people just give up is because they have not taken that part of it seriously. And so the first thing that happens, you know, the first difficulty they face, and they go, "Oh man, this," you know, and and you can interpret that as, "Well, I'm not doing the right thing." I mean, because it's hard, or this isn't what God is that can't be what God is asking me to do. Because look, look what happened. But often. When you face those kinds of oppositions, it's proof, actually, yeah, that you're yeah. doing the right thing. Yeah. yeah. When I, I actually, on the blog that I, I just finished uh, for Come and Live, that will come out, I don't know, sometime in the next few months, you know, I, I address one of those kind of cliche Christian lies that you hear, which is that the, the safest place to be is in the center of God's will. Um, and it's this this weird idea somehow that... You know, we've entered into this subconscious contract with God, and and I I do my part, and I, I'm slightly more moral than the person next to me, and I I tithe, and I do some good things, and then God keeps me safe, and and we've almost made you know again I said this last time, but safety is not a virtue, you know, as propaganda says, it's not mm. where where did safety become one of those things that God wants for us, and so we can think that if something happens that 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 threatens our security, not just physical but financial or you know, just how we feel or our reputation, then that that we that does not line up with this false perception of God that we've created, which is that God really, what he really wants from me is to just be, you know, happy and fulfilled and content the way I define that. Um, David, you you have a talk on this called the pleasure gospel. Mm-hmm. And, and do, I mean, do you see that as being a big reason why many artists, they, they don't really 
persevere because of their perception of who God is? Yeah, well, it's this whole idea that that it's all about uh, being a being a follower of Jesus means that every I'm always going to go through easy things. I'm gonna I'm gonna get everything I ask for, and uh, and there's not going to be any trial in it. And uh, or even the idea that I'll be well liked. Yeah, or exactly. I mean, mm. and I can, I can remember you know these these shows where we were really abused and laughed at and spit on and stuff like that, and, and I'm like. Lord, why you know, and and I, and I and I felt like Jesus said they spit on me, you know, they abused me. Why do you think it's going to be any different for you? I mean, what? Why do you think that if you, as my Jesus even said, if you're my follower, you're gonna you're gonna go through the things that I did. But saying all of that, it's not like it's some big martyr thing, you know. It's yeah. it's it's really is is it sounds funny, but it's actually the opposite. Uh, yeah, there's there's trials you go through, but everybody goes through trials. I mean, there's people that get up, you know, at at five o'clock in the morning and have to drive, you know, through traffic two hours a day to to a job that they hate, you know, mm-hmm. and 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 then drive two more hours through traffic again, and 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 so it's not about are you going to have trials, you know? It's like Jesus said, if you follow me, you need to take up your cross and follow me, and it's. It's not just the Jesus that gives you a cross. The world does too. And if you don't take the cross that Jesus gives you, you're going to get the cross that right. the world gives you. Well, yeah. I mean, it's like the you know, one, Robbie Zacharias is a huge influence for me. He you know he talks about it's not the problem of pain that's the issue. It's the problem of pleasure. It's yeah. in the West especially. It's the idea that we experience everything and realize realize it's empty. You know, it's the idea that it's not that we haven't reached the prize at the top of the mountain is it's that there is no prize at the top of the mountain. That, <laughs> yeah. those, that those that are unfortunate enough to get everything are the ones that are most miserable having realized yeah. there's nothing that well, nothing satisfies. I mean, I just, I just came, you know, I was just with Brian, you know, Brian head from corn in, uh, in Warsaw. And we were at this, doing this event together. And he was saying, I had everything, man. I had, I, we sold millions of albums, multiple awards on MTV, Grammy awards, Everything that fame and being a rock star has to give, and I wanted to kill myself yeah. because there was like nothing there. It's like you know this idea, uh, this illusion that the world has something. You know, if I can attain these certain things, I will find fulfillment, and yeah. it's not true. And so, it really we were created. You know, another thing that I talk about a lot is we were we were created for battle. You know, this is how we were made. We weren't. On our, on our deathbeds, we're not going to be thinking about all the holidays we've been on. You know, wasn't it great those days I was laying by the pool, you know, with a drink with an, um, an umbrella in it? You know, that's not what matters. You know, it's it's, it's a, a standard ho- cliche. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's it's a, it's it's we were created to fight. We're in yeah. it. I you know for for Jesus in a positive sense of that word. I don't mean in a you know you know what I'm saying. And this this is this is such a, we rob ourselves when we don't enter the battle. Yeah. But again, we have to have perseverance, and I think that is a, something that is missing with a lot of people today. I love the this James one twelve verse, blessed is the man who remains steadfast under trial, for mm-hmm. when he has stood the test, he will receive the crown of life, which God has promised to those who love him. And uh, it just makes me think that so often, and, and myself included, when we start something, we anticipate and are excited for a great story. 
And everybody loves a good story, <clears throat> excuse me, but actually living a story is a whole nother, you know, like set of challenges. Yeah, yeah. And, and like who really wants to live the epic story um, because any epic story has great success coupled with great failure because you don't have success without failure. So it, I think that it's, uh, it, we have to be careful what we pray for. You know, God, give me the kind of story you, you would please you most or you want me to live. Those are the right things we should pray. But the that may not look at all like what any of us would have signed up for. I'm sure, mm-hmm. David, when you were at that YWAM base in Amsterdam years ago, you weren't thinking, oh, you know what? Someday there's going to be a, a group of deaf kids that come to my, to my band and, or, or mm-hmm. watch us play, or we're going we're gonna to get spat on, or we're going to play in Madame Satan, or any of the, you know, the countless mm-hmm. stories you have. But, but, but you, were, you were willing, and you were willing to obey, mm-hmm. and, and clearly the Lord is, has been with you and, and touched the work of your hands. So. Well, and the thing is, that's when, you, that's when you experience the Jesus that you read about in, yeah. you know, in the Bible. That's when you, when, you, right. when you start to live the book of Acts, is when you yeah. are willing to, to persevere. You know, it's got to be, again, it's got to be something God has asked you to do. It's, right. it's, it's not about being reckless and, and just... No, right. no. But, and it's also a step you can take. You know, I was... I was you know, praying with somebody just the other day, and they were they were kind of wanted to do something significant with their music and art, but they were afraid, you know, because they thought, "Oh, mm. what's God going to ask me to do?" And I mean, He's a good Father, you know, and He's He's not going to ask us to do something that that we can't handle. I mean, I yeah. didn't go from nothing to going to Madam Satan or playing at the Ramadan festival in Turkey. I mean, it was a it was a Many years of taking steps, right? Sure, and and so, but there were still steps of faith, and I still was. I had to go through fear, and I had to, you know, yeah. because that's what faith is. Faith is being in a situation where you need God for it to work, and and I think what's really important too is that as you follow Jesus, that you keep taking those steps, you keep staying in the battle, yeah. because what was faith for me ten years ago isn't faith for for me now. Wow, mm. and and so I think. God is always wanting to push us into deeper water, but man, that's when you see God's presence right. and His power, and that's when your faith really, really is yeah. real and grows. And I, I would say that it's probably wherever there is an artist or a band that 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 departs from the calling, the radical calling of using their art and music for for missional purposes. When wherever you see that, it probably is almost always connected to a a loss of that intimacy with God. Yeah. Because cause what I find interesting even about James one twelve is that, you know, God doesn't ask us to endure trials just for the sake of it. Exactly. Right? right? Just right. just do it. Like, just tough it out. That's yeah, what yeah. I would bade you be, to do. You're a he good says, kid. Right? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He says, you if you stand tall, if you, if you endure, you'll receive the crown of life. He's yeah. saying there is good things. And, you know, we've kind of warped that in, in, in sort of a prosperity gospel nonsense yeah. To mean something it's not, but right. God is not asking us to give up something great just to do something sort of menial and sacrificial because that's what he's asked and just do it. Yeah. You know, even even Jesus says that you those that try to hold on to their life lose it. But if you mm. lose your life for my sake, you will find it. And that is why you take the narrow road, not because he is a cruel, sadistic God who wants you to have bad things, but the opposite, because the world, its plan for you will destroy you and your art. And and God is saying, don't 
believe me, trust me, be intimate with me, and then I will lead you into a path that's not going to be without trial. I mean, why would it be that way? Exactly. Like you said, if it, you know, we want Paul's miracles, but not Paul's riots. Yep. <laughs> and, and I think that that if we if we follow Jesus, man, it is you are alive. And I think yeah, yeah. B- being dead inside is far is far worse than 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 being unsafe and insecure financially. Yeah. Sometimes I mean yeah. those are like yeah. trivial things compared to really truly being alive. But well, that, and I don't know, I don't ahead, know who, who said this, but I, uh, I some guy was explaining it like you know the, you're 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 a homeless guy and you're pushing a, a shopping cart full of you know just junk that you you picked up from the street and a guy comes and he goes. You see that that uh, house there on the beach? You, I want to give you that house. Here's the, here's the keys to that house. You just got to give me that uh, that tray. You know that shopping cart full of junk. You know, and 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 you go, no, this is mine. I'm not going to let go of it. And it's it's really like that. If receiving what Jesus has is like trading garbage for gold, but it also means that you ha- you're going to have to go through some things. It also means a narrow road for a reason. It, it's good, it means uh, taking up your cross. And as an artist, an artist that wants to change the world, truly, you're going to have to be ready for a battle. But the good news is that Jesus, like he said, there will be trouble, but he has overcome the world, and he will give us everything we need to go through that battle. He's, yeah. he's not going to just say, go go to the battle and I'll be watching, you know, he, <laughs> he he's there with us. It's yeah. like when I, I heard about this guy who was in India with his two sons and he was sleeping in his car, to, you know, he's and... a pastor, uh, right? A pastor, yeah, he was a pastor and he's, here he is, he's this really humble pastor. He's not staying in a nice hotel like a lot of, a lot of people do when they go to India. Uh, he's sleeping in his car with his two sons. These guys come and they, they set the, the car on fire and they... So this pastor and his two sons burned to death. Hmm. And I, I I heard about this just before I was going to go to India. And uh, and I'm thinking, you know, Jesus, how can I trust you? I mean, here's this humble pastor sleeping in his car with his two sons. You know, how can I go, how can I trust you? And I was thinking about even my own sons. You know, and it's like, how can we take these steps for you if you let something like this happen and as I was, you know, I was really praying and asking God about this, and I felt like God said to me, David, I was in the car. I, I was in the car, you know, with that pastor and with his sons. I was in the car when they, when that car was lit on fire. I was with them. And if I ask you to be in a fire, I'll be with you too. Hmm. And so that that revelation I had has really helped me to take those steps of, you know, those steps of faith that God has asked me to take. Hmm. I th- uh, it's uh, one, of the, one of the great struggles for any of us called into missions at, at any level is to maintain vision. And uh, Pro- yeah. that Proverbs 29, 18, where there is no vision, people die, uh, but he who keepeth the law happy is he. And so that I think that that from my perspective the less we are able to see through the lenses that Jesus has, the, the less likely we are to persevere. Because why would we? Every, every, yeah, exactly. every obstacle, every car burning, every bit of bad right. news, every heavy weight, every yep. impossibility laid up ahead of us you know, or against us, all of a sudden feels 
way more overwhelming than what it actually might be because our, our gaze is no longer Jesus. So, so ending with vision, um, I think, is much, much harder than starting with it. Uh, but mm-hmm. we weren't called to just start with vision. We were called to start with vision, to maintain vision, to stay with vision, to, to die mm-hmm. with vision. And uh, for me, I've, uh, even recently, I've, I've struggled with, God, I just don't feel like I am growing in you. I don't feel like my first love for you is as hot as it once burned. And um, so what do I do? And, and that's where I felt like the Lord challenged me into this, into this season of fasting and yeah, yeah. and just you know come come after me and of course exactly the, the enemy's just saying no you know you don't want to do that stay comfortable stay yeah. uh and, yep. and even though i haven't i haven't had crazy supernatural i wasn't i wasn't visited by an angel at night that i'm aware of i jesus has not spoken audibly to me during this time there's there's a still quiet bold ballsy confidence that that has returned to my heart and to my life that a few days or a few weeks ago didn't seem to be there now right. is is here and the only difference is I have humbled myself I've been seeking the Lord I've been crying out and just you know right. saying man I, I I need you and and he yeah. honors that so I would Absolutely. encourage you know for any band or any person listening that's just like I just don't know if I'm you know, like it's maybe it's not even about ministry or calling or band or any of that. Maybe it's just about life and giving up on Jesus. I would say, I would say, uh, I challenge you to actually set a time, set aside time to seek the Lord and, yeah. and watch what He does. So, right, and well, like you, like you're saying, Chad, you're not just kind of doing it in a in a relaxed kind of way. You're you're doing this in a God, I need more of you. Yeah. You know, you're doing it in a serious way, a desperate way. Yeah. And I, I can say that every time that I have sought God in that way, it's changed my life yeah. every single time. And I think that's why the devil doesn't want, you know, he, it is, there is spiritual realities out there, like Paul said. And I think he wants us to, as believers, just to kind of cruise and not to really seek God desperately and not to, to want to see breakthroughs in, in our own lives, even. Yeah. And, uh, Man, when we start to do that, it changes everything. And if yeah, we as right. Christian artists would do that, I I can't imagine what would happen. Right. Hmm. But I, I think, and this is what I think you ultimately did say, Chad, but I think it's worth emphasizing that, you know, even in the need for a vision, I'm not willing to give up my life for a mission statement. Right. You right. know, in the end right. of the day, like, it's not about... The things I've I've experienced, you know, when I had to lock my wife in a van because there's a, a group of Muslim dudes gathering outside of our stage preparing to charge us, I'm I'm not doing that because I've come up with a cool vision statement. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> in the end of the day, like I I keep coming back to this and I persevere because I love I love Jesus. And yeah, it's yeah. like I, I I it's the person. It it's yeah. it's and that's what's so awesome is we're not following a just a moral system or yeah. a like a, a good philosophy. Ultimately, what makes this amazing is that that we're following the truth, and that truth is a person. Like that, he's literally Jesus is truth personified. And and how how incredible is that? And so when I, again, we you know we could sit here and give you you know practical tips to not dropping out as a Christian artist who wants to use your gifts to to tell people about Jesus, but it doesn't get more complicated than you need to start by having a real intimate relationship with Jesus. And where, you know, one thing I've been praying a lot lately is, Lord, 
shrink that dividing line between what is so here and now and what is mm. so much more and true. Yeah, you know, yeah. because it's so easy to get so consumed in what I can feel and touch and see and taste. But I know in my head that there is a reality so much more profound than that. And so one of my my like most persistent prayers is, Lord, help me to see what's out there. Help me to see yeah. what's really real. That 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 there's so much more than my 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 senses and what I can taste and smell and see and touch. And help me to then live in light of that. Um, mm. And and so I think Chad, you really hit on something important, which is if you're listening to this, first and foremost, you need to have a real relationship with Jesus, an intimate. Yeah relationship with Jesus. I think that you can know about God, even as a Christian, even as a Christian artist, long before you have the kind of intimacy that we're talking about. And so really, before you do anything, because ultimately, God cares way more about knowing you than he does about what you're going to do, really. And so that is the place to start, is is Mm. say, God, I need to know you like they're talking about, because we're we're not saying this like, We've nailed the program. I mean, I'm, I I mess up all the time, but I do know and I can say with confidence that I know Jesus and that I have an intimate relationship with him. And because of that, I know I, I will have what it, what it requires to persevere no matter what comes. And, mm. and it's for something that has true value. Yeah. That's the thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's amazing. So that, that would be... That would be our heart, and I don't really know what else we could add to that, honestly. I mean, in in all of these principles, so whether, you know, if you're a Christian artist and, and you know, we've gone through all these different reasons why you may not be preaching through your art, whether, you know, whether it's that you, you don't really believe it or, or whether you prefer other messages or whether there's no unity in your band or you don't want to look uncool or you've been seduced by commercial success, whatever the reasons may be, those are outward symptoms of mm. an inward condition. And, and that inward condition is that that you need to start with truly surrendering to Jesus. Um, and, and then it's an inside-out process. It's not some labored, guilty, tedious process of, okay, I got to do this, and these guys keep yelling at me, so... We better we better throw put the word Jesus in our in our lyrics it's more. It's not it's freeing. It's it's yeah. It's it's an honor. You're like God. I want to. People need to know you. I, it breaks my heart that people don't know you. And what can I use? I mean, you look around and you say, God, what do I have? What can I use to to help people see you? It, it doesn't become a, a, a religious duty. It becomes something you gladly do because of your dad and because you love him. Yeah. Um, and so, so really, that's what I would leave you with in all of this. Uh, and so, maybe, maybe a, a good thing to do is maybe Chad, if you'd want to just pray over this whole series and anyone that might have stuck it out with us and listened to all yeah. of our nonsense, sure. Um, and just say and and just ask that God would would ignite this because we're not the Holy Spirit, yeah. and if He doesn't move in their hearts, this will just be words. Um, but He could take this kindling and light it a fire, and that and that's what our prayer would be. Yeah. Of course. Well, Lord Jesus, I believe that uh, every person listening to this podcast is listening because they're full of potential, because their life shows promise, because they have dreams and visions and desires to please you. And, um, and God, I just pray that even, even though uh, the problems are real, even though the resistance is real, even though uh, the devil is alive and working and seeking whom he can devour, um, God, your, your power through the Holy Spirit is so much more exciting, is so much more thrilling, is so, um, so 
much more able to deliver us past all of that stuff. So I just pray, Father, that you would, you would give us the kind of grace to give up and, um, and to give afresh to you our callings, our desires, our heartbeats, our vision, all that stuff, and just say, Lord, would you please breathe on my life? And would you do whatever would please you most with my life, no matter what that looks like, no matter how it, it unfolds? Um, so God, please take this series of why, why we're silent and, uh, and help us to do the opposite. Help us to speak out. Help us to speak up. Help us to consistently uh, look for opportunities to help those around us understand why you came and why you lived and died and now live to make intercession for us forever. Uh, We love you, Jesus. Yeah, thank you for this time in your name. Amen. Well, thanks for listening to uh, the Provoke and Inspire podcast and, and this series in general. If you've been touched by this one, you can go back uh, and listen to the other ones. Otherwise, please share this with people that you know need to hear this message. We don't, you know, none of us get paid. None of us, this. we don't do this for anything other, any other reason that people would be provoked and inspired to know Jesus and, and to make him known. And so uh, share this, um, get this in into the, the hands and ears of <laughs> hands as in, I don't know how that would work, but just spread yeah. the word because we believe that this message needs to be heard. So yeah. And, and come to Germany to the revolutionary week. That doesn't, that'll be really hard to explain out of context, but you can go to uh, the, the parent missions organization that come and live is a part of is Steiger. Uh, that's S T E I G E R.org. Uh, and there's information on our mission school and, and ways you can get involved with us. Uh, but otherwise, thanks for listening. Peace. Thanks for listening to provoke and inspire the official come and live podcast to hear past podcasts. Go to come and Got a question for the guys. Send it in to provoke and inspire at comeandlive.com.